Shalom Racha, this is Chazar Shir number 15, where Bisiata Deshmai will discuss three main topics. Number one, retroactive heteriska. Number two is whether heteriska is a harama, is it really like a ruse? And then number three is the whole sigya of lending to non-Jews with interest and whether we can just avoid a heteriska by lending to non-Jew with interest and then have that non-Jew lend to another Jew with, uh, with interest as well. So let's begin with the first one, retroactive heteriska. Would this work? Meaning if I lend, if I borrow a million dollars from you, I have 20% interest for an entire year. At the six-month mark, I was like, we both realized, oh shoot, we never added the heteriska clause to our contract. So could you do it, Lamafreya? So the post can say, the Rebbe Salach, Lamaisa Paskins, that a heteriska Lamafreya does not work because how could you be invested in my company retroactively if uh, it's, it's impossible? Uh, but what could we do? I could return you the million dollars, and then at this point forward, we could uh, we can do a heteriska going going forward. And the way it would work is I don't actually need to wire you the million dollars. I can do a Kenyan suda where you're kona the million dollars, and then you give it back to me, uh, and it works through through. Uh, and then from that, and then and then going forward, that million dollars becomes uh, a heteriska where fifty percent of it is a loan, fifty percent of it is an investment. However, the Rebbe Salach Lamaisa points out, he says you have to be very careful over here because let's say for example. Our exact case, you lent me a million dollars. At the six-month mark, we realized there was no uh, heteriska. So I give you back the million dollars. And now you give me uh, heter- you give me a million dollars back uh, at the six-month mark, wanting to be paid in six months now, in six months with a 20% interest. So what are we basically saying? We're basically saying that we're doing a six-month heteriska where $500,000 is a loan. The other $500,000 is going to be uh, in investment. And I'm telling you, I'm basically promising you that these million dollars in the next six months are going to make $400,000, meaning your $500,000 investment is going to return $200,000. So if that's something that's not feasible, if we're the type of market, the type of investment uh, that we're doing is not something that within six months, your $500,000 could return $200,000. So then it's clear that these $200,000 are really what? They're really interest on the entire year of the loan. And that would be uh, and that would be forbidden. So even if we do restructure the Hatterisco, we would have to restructure in a way where the interest would, would make sense. You could make, you can extend the loan if the Malva wants to extend the loan for another year. So of course that would work. But if you don't want to extend the loan, so then it would be problematic. So one way to, to get around this is that we can do a Kula, kula Iska, meaning instead of doing our classic Hatar Iska, where 50% of it is a loan and 50% of it is an investment, we can do 100% of it is uh, an investment. And I and I would have to bring Adim if the investment went bust, or I would have to swear that I didn't return the, the profit. Uh, and, and maybe for a million dollars, it's possible that in six months, uh, you w- it would return $200,000. And that would depend, again, it would all depend on the industry that, uh, that we're investing in. So that would be, that would be one way. Lemaisa, the post game, we usually do not use a hatar iska. That's, uh, that's all, all iska. That's all investment. And there's two reasons for this. Number one is to protect the malva, to protect you. Right? Because what would happen if you give me, you give me let's say, these million dollars, and then I bring Adim, that it went bust. So you lost all your million dollars. Right? If it's a Hatter Iska, the classic Hatter Iska, which is 500,000 alone, 500,000 in investment, so at least you're, you know you're going to get back your half a million dollars of the, of, the, of the loan. So that's why, in general, most people do not do a, a full Hatter Iska. Also, the Brissi Huda adds that uh, the reason why we don't do a Kula Iska, meaning where the whole thing is an Iska, is because we don't really have a Mesorah for them. And in the Gemara, we find that the, the Iska was 50% uh, Halva and 50% uh, uh, iska, and that's what we like to, to use. That was the that was the first uh, sugya that we discussed. Next sugya we discussed is hatar iska harama. Meaning, is this we've been talking about hatar iska for a few weeks now, and is it really a, a scam? Now, why why is it important to to understand this? Because we find when it comes to hilchos pesach that some people are machmir and they don't they don't sell chametz on pesach. For example, we find a halacha in shulchan aruch where it says that. 
if I have, let's say, a horse, uh, and my horse needs to eat, but all the food that he eats is, is chametz, so I'm not allowed to give my horse to my neighbor, let's say my Gaisha neighbor, Chris, give him my horse, and have him feed the, the non, and have him feed uh, chametz to, the, to my horse, even though the chametz belongs to the, to the non-Jew. The non-Jew, Chris, he's a friend of mine, he says, no problem, I'll give you the, uh, I'll, I'll feed the guy, it's on me, don't worry about it. Still, it's Asr, why? Because I'm getting Hana from the chametz of a non-Jew, and that's Asr, it's Asr to get Hana from, from chametz of a, of a non-Jewish, uh, of a non-Jewish person. So that's, that's Allah and Shulchan Aruch. And the Bechor Shor, the Talmidim, Rabbi Nutam, he paskins that I'm not even allowed to sell him the horse, even if I sell him the horse. So now he owns the horse. So it's as if he's feeding his own horse. Still, you're not allowed to do that. Why? Because that's considered Ha'arama. That's considered Ha'arama. Uh, and, and that's how he paskins. So the question is that people who are machmer not to sell their chametz on Pesach, I would imagine that they should also be machmir, not to use the hetar iska when it comes to ribis. Ribis has six isuri deraisa, six uh, you know six prohibitions that a person violates. The malva, the leva, the edemer. There's so many isurim that you could uh, that you could uh, violate. And if you're not going to rely on let's say a hetar uh, on, on selling your chametz on pesach, so you shouldn't rely on hetar iska when it comes to ribis. So why why is it that so many people do uh, do rely on the hetar iska? So there's two possible approaches that we're going to say uh, that why why this hetar iska is not really uh, harama. And both of them are, are fascinating. Number one is from the Chalkas Yaakov. The Chalkas Yaakov explains, says, what's, how do we define Harama? Harama is when I'm doing an action, but if you ask me deep down inside, do I believe in that action that I'm doing? I tell you no. I'm not, I, I don't really think that that's, uh, that's really what's happening. And that's Harama. That's when, when it's considered like a, like a scam. Like you're selling chametz. You ask the guy, are you really selling the chametz? I'm not really selling the chametz. The guy says, I'm not really buying the chametz. I know that in a week he's going to come and buy back. So that could be, that, that could be viewed as Harama. But the Chalkas Yaakov says, he says that if deep down inside your emotions and your thoughts and your, back back up your actions, so then it's uh, then that's not considered Aram. He says, therefore, when it comes to lending with ribis, you lend me back to our case a million dollars. So we do a risk, a half half alva, half uh, half iska, and you're going to be getting two hundred thousand dollars because that's a, that's the thing. So if you ask me and you, when what. What, what, when I'm paying you that 20%, when the loan matures, why am I giving that to you? Is it because of the ribbit? Is it because of the halva? Or is it because of the, the investment? So since I don't want to violate the Isr Doraisa of Ribis, six Lavim, and you also don't want to violate the Isr Doraisa of Ribis, we both agree, we both fully come to terms to the fact that we're doing it completely on the 50%, that's the investment. So if you ask us deep down in our heart, because the Torah is telling us that we can't collect interest on the loan, so in our hearts, deep down, what do we want to do? We want to do it on the, on the half that is actually the, on the half that is actually the, the investment. And the Chalkas the, the Yaakov, he brings a few proofs to this. Number one, he says, you find like uh, by a person who wants to give a get, right? So the Rambam says that you're kofo so achi because deep down inside, that's really what he wants. And then he gives another eye. He says, what's another eye would be that the Allah is that you're not allowed to shacht from yantiv to motz yantiv. So let's say it's Pesach and you want to shacht a lamb, you want to give lamb chucks at, at your uh, mimuna, right? That uh, Sephardi, uh, uh, party that they have on Motze, on Motze, Pe- on Motze Pesach, right? So you want to you want to shachte an animal on Yantif. So the Allah is shachting an animal on Yantif for Yantif is mutter. Shachting an animal on Yantif for Motze Yantif is an Issa the Raisa. But we pass in La that if there's time for you to eat a Kezais, even raw, Carpaccio, if there's time for you to eat a Kezais, before Shkia, you're allowed to shacht it on, uh, you're allowed to shacht on Yantiv as well. Now, why is that, right? Really, who are we kidding, right? At the end of the day, you're really shachting the this animal for the Mimuna, you're shachting it for the party. So yeah, you're right, you're going to try to eat a Kezais in time, right, before before Shkia, right? But at the end of the day, what, you're really doing it for the party. So he explains, Bechor Shor, he says, no, since you don't want to violate the Isr Doraisa, you don't want to violate the, the, the biblical prohibition of preparing from Yantiv to Matzi Yantiv. So when you're shachting that, that, uh, 
that, that animal, if you would give you a polygraph test and you would, deep down in your heart, what are you really shuffling for? You're really shuffling for that kezayis. You're really shuffling for that one kezayis uh, that you're going to eat before, uh, before shkia. And that's why it's mutter. That's why it's not considered haram. Because your inner being, your, who, th- your thoughts to your core are backing up your, your actions as well. However, when it comes to mechir who's, who who's the other party over here, the other party is an Anju. He has no alternative motive of why he should be doing everything L'shem Shemayim. He's usually a guy who doesn't make a lot of money. He has, uh, he's, uh, he's getting his 30 shakal an hour, his, his, his minimum wage, and now he's buying 700 million shakal worth of, of chametz of the whole city, right? So he, if you ask him, by the way, deep down inside, do you think this thing, whole thing is a scam and ruse? Yeah. So he's going to say, yeah, it is. It's not, uh, I'm not really buying it. I don't plan on buying it. I don't have the money to buy it. Uh, so all these things are, uh, would not be, uh, so, so that's why when it comes to Bechir Chametz and Achanami, there could be Harama. But when it comes to the Hatar Eska, since both parties deep down inside really want, don't want to violate the Isser, and they really want to keep the, they want to keep the mitzvah of Hashem and not violate the Isser of Ribis, so therefore it's Gamar Makin and it's not considered, uh, it's not considered uh, any form of, uh, of Harama and it's going to be, and it's going to be much. But what does emerge? What emerges is that if one of the parties is not religious, and he doesn't care whether he's lending with with ribbis or not. Or if one of the parties, um, if one of the parties doesn't know the details of exactly how it works. So yes, in a chanami, the heter isco would be valid, right? But maybe it's considered some sort of arama. Maybe it is. It is more similar to to mechiras chametz, where it is a little bit of. Uh, it seems like a little bit of a, of a scam because at the end of the day, he doesn't. He's really doing it not because of the of the of the fifty percent that's an investment, but he's doing it because he really views the whole thing as a loan. So that could be. Uh, that could be one possible explanation of why, why when it comes to Hatteriska, Hatteriska is not considered a Rama because deep down inside his heart, that when you have two parties that are both God-fearing people, they're really being, they're really selling it on condition. Uh, they're really, the, the whole interchange here of money, the, the million dollar loan is not really a loan. When I'm giving you the 20%, uh, that's really on the half that's going to be the, the investment. So that's one Malach. The other Malach is from the Torah Tamim. The Torah Tamim says that the Hatteriska is actually in the spirit of lending without ribbis. And he explains as follows. He says, back in the day, right, when we came to Eretz Yisrael, right after Kabbalah Satorah, so how did, how were people's wealth measured? It was measured by how big your field is, how much it's producing. What was money used for? Money was used to buy bread, to buy shoes, to buy like the, the bare necessities, the basic necessities that every single person needs to use. People didn't use money to make money. You Made you made a living by the way your your field was how big uh, how big your house was so therefore when someone comes and knocks on your door and says can I please have you know twenty shekels so I can buy bread so I can buy chicken for Shabbos so then the halach is that you shouldn't lend them with ribbis then taka would be aser to lend that that uh, that individual with um, it would be also to lend that individual with ribbis because the whole point of lending without ribbis is to show the love and the camaraderie and the and the achva v'shalom race between everyone. However, it says the Torah to me today, where all of business is basically done through lending with interest, right? And when you do lend with interest, it. It's beneficial both for the malva and the lova. Let's go back to our shawarma store. I want to open up a shawarma store, and you're lending me, uh, you're lending me a hundred thousand dollars at ten percent interest, right? So you're gaining a ten percent, and I'm getting a shawarma store. So everyone is gaining. So money today is not used as as to buy the bare necessities, but it's actually used as the normal form of concept. So uh, of of commerce. So in the spirit of the law of helping Amisol, in the spirit of the law of helping one another, came Chazal and they say, let's create a hatter iska that would allow people to lend, quote unquote, with interest, meaning the whole point of the Hatteriska is within the spirit of the war. Chazal saw that rooted in the mitzvah of lending without interest is to help one another. So today, in order to continue the ruach of that, of that mitzvah without 
Chas v'shalom violating the Isra that's written explicitly in the Torah, came Chazal, and they said, let's do Hatariska, because that's really in the spirit of the Torah of lending to, to one another. Nonetheless, the Chafetz Chaim says that still when a person wants to, uh, want, a person should always remember that he needs to, that he needs to lend with, uh, that, that he should lend without interest. And if a person needs a loan without interest, that's Mamish the, the mitzvah, Kemosh of Im Kesav Tal Vesami. So again, two reasons why Hatariska is not considered Aramah. Number one is the Chalkis Yaakov who says that deep down inside, both the Malva and the Lovet don't want to violate the Isser. So therefore, when they're giving the, when I give you the 20%, what are we thinking? We're both thinking deep in our hearts that we're doing it for the half that's an Iska. And since we're doing it for the half that's an Iska, that's not our Rama. That's actually what we think. And then number two is that the whole Hatar Iska is in the spirit of helping Amisra. And the way for you to help me or the way for me to help you is to give each other a loan and and uh, and, and collect uh, collect a return with it. Now we can't violate what it says in the Torah. So Chazal came and they created this Hatar Iska. But still the Chafetz Chaim says that whenever you have the opportunity to lend to someone without interest that you couldn't can really help the person, you should definitely uh, do that. The last topic we discussed was lending to non-Jews. So we assumed from the beginning of this month that lending to non-Jews is always mutter. You can always lend to, to Jews. So it seems that that is correct, but it's not that simple. Meaning, it says in the Torah that uh, that you're allowed to lend money to, to, to non-Jew. And... And the Mishnah, the Mishnah Bamatiya learns that the Allah is that taka, you are allowed, you are allowed to lend to, to Naju. Now, the Gemara limits us. The Gemara says, one second, when did we the Mishnah say that you're allowed to lend to Naju or borrow from Naju with interest? Right? Chazal limited that to two cases. Number one is someone who needs his bare necessities. He needs to, to buy, he has no food. And the only way he can buy food is if he is if he lends to Naju with ribis, or if he's the Tamil who's not going to learn from the from the bad ways of the of the Naju. In other words, Lending money to a Jew, to a non-Jew with interest, or borrowing money from a non-Jew with, with interest is forbidden unless it's one of the following two cases. Either you need it to buy bread for Shabbos and chicken for Shabbos, or if you're a Talmud Chacham. So if you just read the Mishnah and the Gemara, it seems that what is everyone saying? <laughs> the entire world seems to be you have a bank account in America, you're lending or you're, you're lending money to the bank and you're collecting interest. So you're, you're lending money to a non-Jew with interest. That's allowed. Who says that's, uh, that's, uh, that's allowed if you have, uh, according to this Gemara, it's Asr. So there's two reasons the Chorah would be Mutter. The Torah says that the reason why it's Mutter is because that today there's no other way to do commerce. The Rabbi Tam happens to say that the two lines in the Gemara that say that it's only Mutter to lend inter- to, to lend to a guy is with with, um, is either because it's either if he's a Talmud Chacham or if he has no other food to, to eat. So that that is not Nifsa Klalach, meaning that those two lines in the Gemara we don't pass in like those, and really you're always allowed to lend uh, to lend to guy. This is how we pass in Allah Lamaisa today. The Shulchan Aruch quotes the Mishnah that says that Midor Raisa, you're allowed to lend to guy. And then he says that really Chazal Asrde, and they said that you're only allowed to lend for the bare necessities and for. And for, uh, and, or, or if you're a Talmud Chacham. But today, Allah Chalamaisa, the Allah is that we're all Samech on the fact that we're able to lend, uh, that we're able to lend, we're led to, to lend to Gaim, uh, with, uh, with interest. And that's, that's definitely the, the custom in all of, uh, in all of Amisrael and all over the world. And that's why whenever we said it from the beginning of this month that, oh, you just lend it to a guy with interest, that's based on the Salacha that we passed in Allah Chalamaisa that today we're not Machmer at all and we lend to non-Jews with, uh, with interest and we also borrow from non-Jews. We pay them with, uh, with interest as well. So if this is the case, so if the case is that I'm allowed to lend to a non-Jew and I'm allowed to borrow from a non-Jew, so I have a very uh, simple idea. Why don't I just lend money? If you come up to me and you say, I want to borrow a million dollars at 
10% interest. So I say, sure, no problem, but how could I give it to you? Let's say, we, we, why don't we just avoid the whole letter? Let's call Chris, our guy, our guy Chris. I lend Chris the million dollars at 10% interest, and then he gives it to you. He lends it to you on a million dollars at 10% interest. So you're allowed to pay me interest. He's allowed to pay me interest. Shalmai Israel, why do we need the whole letter? Just put a, a guy in the middle. He'll be our, our Shabbos guy, our, our Ribbis guy, right? Who's in the middle? Who's going who's gonna to matter? Uh, who will matter anything? So the Gemara actually talks about this. And the Gemara says that what happens if I, and this is how we pass in uh, in the Shulchan Arch, we pass in the that if I, if a guy comes up to me and says, can I borrow, let's say, $100,000, 10% interest? No problem. And I give it to him. I give it to our Chris, uh, $100,000 loan at 10% interest. It happens to me a month later. You bump into Chris and you ask Chris, say, Chris, can I borrow uh, $100,000 at 10% interest? Allah is, that's mutter. And not only is it mutter, we pass in Allah in the Shulchan Aruch, that you're even allowed to pay me directly. You're allowed to, Chris can just tell you, here's $100,000. By the way, I also owe Elliot $100,000. Just pay him $100,000 with a 10% interest. That is mutter. Why is that mutter? Because you're really paying back to Chris. We, we, me and you have nothing to do with one another. Chris happens to be the middleman, right? However, says the Gemara, what happens if Chris comes into my office and you also walk into my office and Chris is coming back to pay me the $100,000 with a 10% interest. If I go tell, and then you come and you ask for $100,000. So if I tell Chris, hey, Chris, you know what? Just give the money to, give the money to you and you take it and, and pay the, the $100,000 plus 10 interest, says the Gemara, that's Asr. Why is that Asr? So there's two opinions. According to Rashi, the reason that it's Asr is because even though Chris is my shliach, right? The money never came into my hands. Chris became my shliach and gave it to you. And usually ain't shliach legai. There are no shliach guy. But we say, shliach legai l'chamra. We do say that there is shlichus for a guy uh, l'chamra. And therefore it says, if I gave you the money, and since it says, if I give you the money, that's going to be us. So that's Rashi's opinion. Rabbi Tam, he argues. He says, no. He says that even if I tell, if you all walk into my office and I tell Chris, Chris, just give the money to you. The Allah is, that's going to be, uh, that's going to be mutter. Why is that mutter? Because Chris can never be my messenger. So when Chris gave you the, the $100,000, he gave it out of his own volition. It, it had nothing to do with me. It happened to be that he was standing in my office. But he can never be my shniach. So it's not like I gave it to you. He gave it to you. And since he gave it to you, you can also charge your interest. And that's why it's going to be, uh, that's why it's going to be mutter according to Rabbeinu Tam. However, the Rashba adds, he says that if it's clear that we create a whole system where I lend to the guy in order that the guy lends you, and then he can go after you and collect the interest knowing that he's going to have to come pay back to me, that's already usr because of our Rama service. That's usr because it, it, it looks like ribbis. Meaning, even Rabbeinu Tam, who's masking, and he says, when you both walk into my office and I give, I tell Christus, give you the money, who says that that's going to be mutter because in shliach legai. But if it's clear that we're only doing this to circumvent the prohibition of ribbis, and I'm forcing, I'm forcing Chris to collect uh, on your behalf, uh, to collect the money on, on my behalf for you, for the interest on, on my behalf, that's going to be, uh, that's going to be us. And that's how we paskin halach lemaisa in, in, um, in the Shulchan Aruch. So again, let's review. Lending to a non-Jew is always going to be mutter. That's how we paskin today. You're allowed to lend him with interest. You're allowed to borrow with him from interest as, uh, as well. That's going to be mutter lechatchil. If I lend money to a non-Jew and then it happens to me a month later, you bump into him, you can also borrow the money from him with interest and you can even pay back to me. Why? Because not, we have nothing to do with one another. What happens when you're all standing in my office and I, Chris is about to pay me back the $100,000 and I tell him to just give it to you. Right? So according to Rashi, that's going to be Aser because we say, according to Rabbi Natam, that's going to be Mutter because but if it's clear that the whole reason we made this setup was in order to collect from you interest and the whole reason we brought Chris into the picture was because I know that Chris is going to force you to pay and then I'm going to go collect from Chris even though I can't go directly to you. I can never go directly to you but I brought Chris into the picture so that I can go collect from him 
against his will, and he can go collect from you against your will. So that's clear. That's usher because of uh, of our rama service. So that's really the that's the sugya of lending to anandru, and that's why we need a heteriska because putting a, a guy here in the middle is not uh, is not going to help at all. And we'll end. We ended the, the sugya of heteriska with with. Um, with this, um, with with Rosh Sternberg. Sternberg says that uh, that the that that the the that the halachos of of ribis are something that aren't uh, aren't learned. He says that really every base medrash and every kolul should learn the halachos of ribis. And he says there are talmidei chachamim who don't know uh, the halachos of ribis. Uh, but you now are zocha to learn many of the halachos of ribis. And uh, and he says ashreichem ashreichal kechem. And he says that the, the halachos of ribis are mamish like a mace mitzvah that people aren't uh, people are ignoring it. So those who learn it they get uh, they get a tremendous amount of schar. And uh, bezat Hashem you'll be you. Hopefully, in the past uh, few weeks, you've applied these halachos. You, when you're doing business transaction, you're thinking more about these halachos of uh, of ribis. Uh, and and these and, and if someone right says Rosh says that if someone who lends beribis, he's uh, he's low come according to the Zohar, he's not going to be uh, he's not going to come back to life. So someone who is careful to have Atariska, someone who's careful to, to tell other people about the, the prohibition of ribis, so then Taka you'll be Zochet Tarikas Yamim Mishnoschaim and you'll become Latriya and Ashra Bashri Khalkeh of Ashri Khalkov. So Ashrainush is the Khinu to learn these uh, ever so important Allah. Yashukagadon.